0: Praise the Lord. All right, well, are you ready to get into the Word tonight? Amen. Yeah. Me too. I, um, from time to time, talk about vision. It's just something that seems to be a theme <laughs> in my in my life, and maybe it's because it has helped me so much. Sometimes we um, kind of deliver things in our ministry that, of course, what God calls us to do, but sometimes what... We've been through our experiences and also, um, that, that we've seen victories in those areas. So we want to share it with other people. You know, we want other people to experience, uh, the wonderfulness of God's word working for you and on your behalf. And, you know, especially in the area of supernatural deliverances and supernatural things that God can do, um, that you, you, you know, go that go really above, beyond what you can ask or think. Amen. Amen. And um, so we're going to talk about vision tonight. We'll start in Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2. And if you don't know where that is, it's Old Testament. (laughs) And it's right before um, Zephaniah. Does that help you? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Habakkuk chapter 2. It says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Amen. And then verse three says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Um, So I have done some study about writing visions and about writing things down. And uh, they say that if they, you know, the experts, (laughs) they say that if you write something down, you're more uh, likely to get that in your life. Just simply writing it down is so powerful that it was something like 80% more of a chance of receiving something into your life that you actually wrote down. Now, writing something doesn't cost you a lot of money. I mean, you just need a piece of paper and a pencil, really. And there you go. So uh this is something really that could change the direction of your life just simply by acting on this one simple principle that any of us could do: write the vision you really could do it on your phone or your computer nowadays. Um, I think that you know that's fine. I enjoy writing myself, you know writing it down, but either way um, it's the the uh, I believe what he 's trying to say here is that if you 'll make it plain and you keep r- reading it you can you you can be directed in the direction of the manifestation of that that vision and really that's yes. what you know that's the the whole crux of this is not just to write things down but to eventually walk in those things that you've written down um and then it gives us hope here it says that you know it'll at the end it will there will be an end and it will speak for itself you know um i think that's really nice too because so many people will try to talk you out of visions they'll yeah. try to put you know throw the wet the wet blanket over you or the bucket of cold water and say are you serious you know that that's so far fetched that's so far out there that could never happen in a million years, you know, they give you all these things and or these why nots, why you can't do that or you can't. And then, you know, just our own minds and sometimes our self-doubt um, will tell us, well, you know, it's kind of crazy to think that way. But um, here it says, write it that you may run with it and it it shall come to pass. It shall surely come. And then, you know, at the end, it will speak. So I believe if we speak it, eventually it's going to speak for itself. The vision will come. So um, I think that it's important to, you know, actually have a vision. And we talked here about, you know, getting pictures of things that you desire, putting them on a board and looking at them and how important it is to remind yourself uh time and time again and sometimes it it takes time. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been surprised at what little time it does take, you know, some uh for some of the things that we've actually put on our vision board. I mean I'm kinda shocked at how many places we've been to preach that we had on our vision board and we've just checked them off. And it's just opened up this beautiful ministry that David and I, you know, have now and The amazing things that God can do if you just put, you know, put that before you. Write it or get pictures of it and put it before you. And then when we look on our vision board, we, we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for all these things. Thank you for all these trips. Thank you for all these people saved. Thank you for all the people filled with the Holy Ghost. Thank you for all the miracles, you know, and, and then we have personal goals and things on there, too, as well as ministry. But um, even if you're not in ministry, if you are in business or you have employment of some kind and you want a, a raise or a bonus or you want a new job, you know, put that those things on there. And we always like to say, put impossible things, you know, don't put something that's possible, put something impossible on there and um I believe it will be uh, something that God will right. move in heaven and earth together and do for you. Because he likes to do things. I mean, read the Bible. He loves to do miracles. And he does miracles so great. You know, we sing about that. Well, let him do some miracles for you. Amen. Why be left out of that when it's so available and the, the words full of miracles in the Old Testament and the New Testament? so i I want to be in that line right with a miracle line, praise God, not just healing, praise God for it, but um you know financial and ministry in every in every way I was uh thinking about a a girl that young girl that had some children in her life and just not doing well financially, and she got a hold of you know a vision board and putting things on it and she said, I always wanted a housekeeper. And I thought, how in the world could I have a housekeeper? <laughs> because I can't even pay for the comment to wash my own tub right now. You know, I mean, that's how she was struggling. And uh, she said, but I thought, well, God can do it. You know, God can do yeah. what I desire. Yeah. So she put it up on her vision board. I want a, yeah, a housekeeper to come at least once a week. And help me clean because you know it's a lot of lot of stuff to do when you're single mom and stuff. So anyway, um, she uh, ran into a friend that had a child, and they got to talking and had some coffee together. And and this friend said she she shared what was on her vision board, and the friend said, you know, I love to clean. She said, I would love to clean your house once if you would watch my child. Once a week, I'll clean your house once a week. Wow. And she said, there it was that fast. And she said she did such a great job. There was no money exchanged. It was just, you know, time. Yeah. And uh there and you know, there it was. She didn't mind having the child at all because she already had children she had to watch. So praise God. Yeah. He can work it out. Amen. And um all, all we need to do is obey the word here and write the vision. Write down what our desires are and what we uh would like to, to focus on. And then look at Proverbs twenty-nine, eighteen. I think this is an important fact uh too. Proverbs twenty-nine and verse eighteen. I was reading some of the things that I had written down for this last trip that David and I took. I just like to write when I pray sometimes and uh, write out the petition. And I looked at it this morning, first time I'd looked at it since we got back, and I, I thought everything I wrote down came to pass. Everything. Isn't that interesting? Not one thing was left undone. And I had put some things down there that were unusual. They weren't like some of the other trips we made. So praise God. Yay. Step out and do it, right? Just do it. Just write it. Proverbs twenty-nine, eighteen, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. So uh keep getting the vision will help you to move forward. It will help you not to perish, in other words, not to dry up on the vine. Um, uh, another scripture we we see it says that if you uh, cast off restraint, um, you know, uh, if you don't have a vision, you cast off restraint. In other words, um, you kind of lose your way, you, you, you're kind of meandering through life and more like quesera sera, whatever will be, will be, instead of knowing what the end and your intention in that end should be, And it restrains you to go toward that and not lose your focus. So that's another wonderful thing about having a vision. And I know that times change in our life, our different stages and ages, you know, that calls for different types of things. So I think renewing your vision probably every, I would, I mean, this is halfway through the year, a little more than halfway through the year. And that this is another reason I'm bringing this up is because we need to check. Do, do we need to refine our vision a little bit? Do we need to step up on some things and keep those things in our prayers more than something, some other things? It's good to evaluate from time to time and keep it refreshed. And I have found that some of the things I have put on a vision board that I really didn't want. You know, I thought I wanted it, <laughs> Didn't really want it, so yeah, you could take it down and put something else up that um had you know that would inspire you more. So um, of course we we know that vision comes from the word of God. That's the vision that we want. The word of God, Amen. So words are extremely important in this process. Uh, words will inspire you. They will give you images of what. God's will is for your life, God's plan and God's purpose. Um, also thoughts, you know, the Bible says um, our thoughts are, are different than His thoughts, but we can grab hold of His thoughts through the Word of God and renew our mind to His thoughts so that when we do that, we understand that the, um, the vision is higher than what we would normally think about our life. You know, sometimes I think uh, well, I should speak for myself that, you know, I feel insignificant. I feel, uh, you know, small or whatever in this big world and all those kind of things. But that's really not the word of God. Your life is extremely significant. Amen. And you were formed in your mother's womb for a purpose and a plan. And it it is a plan for all of your days. Not just, you know, sometimes we get in our mind once you turn 55 or whatever. Then, you know, you're ready to be put on the shelf somewhere. And that's simply not the truth. You have a a purpose and God has a plan all of your days on the earth. And, you know, people don't like the book of Job too much. But it's really interesting at the end of the book when he not only gets everything back he lost, but he gets double everything that he lost. And then it says, and after this, Job lived a wonderful life. You know, basically I'm paraphrasing. paraphrasing but um, so I think that even when we go through things or there's times of challenge in our life, uh, remember Job. You know, it's yeah. not, it's, it's kind of an encouraging book, actually, if you look at the whole book. And you certainly, when you look at the end of the book, that it should um, stimulate you to say, well, you know what? There's victory at the end of this. There's victory at the end of this trial or this test or whatever. So God's thoughts are higher. And then, you know, he will give us images and he will give us pictures. I remember Brother Hagin saying uh, from the pulpit for years, you know, he would say, well, I just saw myself doing something. Like I, he oh. would see himself... Laying hands on somebody that was on the fourth row or something, he said. So I'm just going to go ahead and act that out, you know. And he would call it a mini vision, M-I-N-I. You know, spell it. You know, we always we got tickled at the mini vision, M-I-N-I. But uh, you know, there's many times that that has happened to me, and then also not just in a uh, ministry setting, but in in out there. You know, you see yourself doing something or saying something and you right. think, well, that's God. You know, that's what I need to do. Or you, you know, some, something simple like you feel like you need to call somebody or you see yourself talking to them on the phone and, and you think, wow, should I call them right now? And then all of a sudden you call them. They're right in the middle of something that's horrible in their life that you had no idea. And then you get to minister to them and it really, really ministers. Amen. So, just those kind of mini visions where you see yourself doing something that you know is the Lord, because you know there is a another voice, the devil too. <laughs> so we have to judge these things and try these things. But I think it's just important to act on those visions. Amen. Yeah. And the Book of Acts says that when the Spirit of God came on that the Book of uh, the Church there that um, they begin to see things. The young men saw visions. The old men uh, would dream dreams. And then they began to speak things, prophecy, inspired utterance. So when the Spirit of God is there, uh, many times you'll start seeing things or you'll start speaking things. And I believe that those are such powerful things in the, in the spirit realm. Amen. Are you with me? Praise God. So um, it, then, when we uh, when we experience that, we can start seeing ourselves in a different light, and that's so important because we are we are very, like I said, we're very significant, and um, God wants your life to shine. He wants you to be an influence, and He certainly wants you to be a tool of ministry to show His love to a really hopeless world and um bring hope uh so we you know we know that jesus is the image of god the bible says that and then we are the image of christ now that's those are some big words there but we are and so that's another way we should see ourselves that's another way we should envision ourselves as the body of christ that he lives within us and um David mentioned this on Sunday, but we were talking to, uh, one of the missionaries over in Romania and David was talking to them about T.L. Osborne and, uh, how, you know, he and Daisy, uh, you know, they saw, saw Christ in the Word. Yeah. They saw Christ in, in a vision. In a vision. In and they saw Christ in another person. But the most powerful time that they ever saw Christ that changed them was when they looked in the mirror and they saw Christ in them. Amen. Now that's that's an he amazing we became unstoppable. We became unstoppable when we saw Christ in us. So that's quite a vision. But it's a true vision. Christ is in you. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Yes. And we need to envision that. When we're going through the world and walking you know, the valley of the shadow of death, we need to know who's in us. And it will change. It will change your whole perspective. And I believe uh, we can walk uh, in, in as a victor instead of a victim. Amen. We have victorious mentality instead of victim mentality. Um so we are in Romans chapter eight says that we are to be conformed to the image of his son. He is the firstborn of many brethren. So getting this knowledge and that spirit of uh, wisdom in us that we would know what is the hope of his calling with the riches of the inheritance that we have in him and the his power, his great power toward us, that um, we would be conformed. Amen. Amen. So um, I believe that uh, some of these visions that uh, these men of God have, we'll look at two of them here real quickly. Acts chapter 26, we see Paul's vision that he had, and he was telling to uh, King Agrippa and... Um, He said, uh, Acts 26, look at verse 15. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. Verse 16, But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. He appe- Jesus appears to us for purpose. You know, not to just say, Here I am, but there is a purpose in this. And these visions that he gives us. And this was a purposeful vision. Uh, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things uh, which thou hast seen and of those things in which I will appear unto thee. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. So he saw that. He heard the Lord speak to him. He told him the purpose of his life. And God will, you know, well, that was the Apostle Paul. Yeah, so... God will tell you the purpose for your life. If you feel like you don't really have a purpose, he'll show you things. He'll tell you things. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> you're very purposeful. Um, and that's why you're still on the earth. So um, he told him details of uh, of why he was supposed to be in ministry and what he was supposed to be doing. And then such beautiful, I love verse 18. Open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light. You know, we can do that by our testimony. We can do that and, and encourage people from the power of Satan unto God. Amen? Uh, that they receive forgiveness and an inheritance. Hallelujah. So this is good news that Paul uh, received and he was obedient to that. And then Acts chapter 2. Well, we'll read Acts 10 because I've already quoted Acts 2. But look at Acts chapter 10 and verse 9. And you see the uh, vision that God gave to Peter. Acts 10, let's see. And we'll start with verse 9. And on the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh into the city, Peter went up upon the house to pray about the sixth hour. And when he became very hungry and would have eaten, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance. Now, I just wanted to point this out because he was just kind of killing time. Really, he was waiting on dinner, <laughs> dinner to be cooked, and they were down trying to get it prepared. And he said, Well, I'll just take this time and pray a little bit. And the most amazing thing happened when he did that. So I think sometimes if we just stay in contact with God during the day, if we're waiting, you know, for somebody, if they're running to the grocery store for something, you're sitting in the car. Don't waste that time. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Talk to God. You will be amazed at the words he tells you just like this right here. Um so we see uh verse 11 he and saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at four corners and let down to the earth. We're In were all manner of four-footed beasts on the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things and the fowls of the air. So he saw all this, and there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again a second time, What God has cleansed, that call not thou common. This was done thrice. He saw this three times, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Um, now, these sort of things, and, of course, you can read the rest. It's just beautiful, this whole story, because then, you know, there's other people involved in it, and the book of Acts is so cool. You know, there's Cornelius here, and he also saw a vision, and, oh, it's just really neat, all that that whole chapter. But um, these visions that we can receive either dreams or visions dreams can be when you're sleeping but they don't have to be you can dream while you're awake you can start dreaming and imagining right um so i remember when we were building our first church building it was a kind of a octagon thing that we had seen some churches already had been built like that and we thought that probably be a good thing but it was a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money. And we were thinking, woof, for, you know, the first building, you know, we, we just didn't know about it, but we were trying to get, go that direction. But, um, in the middle of the night, we got a vision of a building. And the, what made me think about it was we saw it three times being built. And then it was, the land was empty again and we building being built and it was, land again and being built and so we wrote down the um, the sanctuary how we saw it being built and everything and took it to an architect that was in our church and he said this is fantastic he said this could be a multi-purpose building as well when you, if you ever want to build a bigger sanctuary, you could use this because yeah. this could be done and this prayer room and this little kitchen, those could be locker rooms and you could have basketball courts, perfect size. The offices could be, you know, whatever. And, um, the best news of all was it was a third of the price and seated as many people. So these visions from God can save you time, money. <laughs> Worry, you know, all kinds of stuff. And and so, you know, these, these are just powerful, powerful things that I believe is part of God's plan is for us to be visionaries. Because God is, you know. He always knew that Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. He already had a plan. He already had vision. And, you know, that's really the way he wants us to live. And that's why the Bible says that the Spirit of God will show us things to come. So that we can have those visions and move right into what his plan is for our life. So picture your future. And picture it bright. Amen. And it doesn't have to be um, ten years from now. I mean, it can be six months from now picture what you th- want things to look like. I, I try to date things, especially in my vision book. I try to put a date on there and sometimes it's earlier than that date. Sometimes I have to move that date back another six months. But so what? Right? If it comes to pass, if it takes a year, that's fine with me. <laughs> Rather than it not ever coming to pass because I didn't take the time to envision or to write it. So, um, you know, don't get discouraged if something is not right on on time, that your timeline, but we just read, it is for an appointed time. Amen? And it could be shorter time or it could be longer, but don't let that discourage you. Just keep your faith on it and keep your eyes on it. Keep looking. I mean, it took Abraham a lot more time than probably what we would have thought. But it came to pass, and there was Isaac. Amen? So we just keep looking like he did at the stars and see the multiplication. Look at the sand, see all the multiplication. And even if you don't have one child, spiritually I'm speaking, but you see all what God said look at, then you start getting that idea in your mind Hey, we, you know, we can have lots of spiritual births and spiritual children. Amen. And multiplication. Praise God. He can make it happen. So, uh, I just want to encourage you tonight with that. Amen. Hopefully that was an encouragement. Praise the Lord. God's good. And He wants to do the impossible for you. So just, uh, listen to Him and, and take action by writing it and Cut out some pictures or draw something and, and let him bring it to pass. Father, we thank you that your will is always more interesting, more fascinating, more, um, miraculous than what we could even ask or think. And so, Lord, we just, first of all, surrender our will to your will. We surrender ourselves to you, Lord, so that you can, uh, enlarge the vision in us and um, because we know the greater one lives in us and we thank you father that you said in your word that the works that Jesus did we could do also and greater works so we covenant with you tonight to just be dreamers to be those who can imagine and be those like you are father that can, uh, can see things in a great way and trust that your mighty hand can bring it to pass. And that we will not be like those who limit God, but those who take all the limits off of you, Father. That we trust you, Lord. And we thank you for tonight. I thank you for my brothers and sisters here, for those listening on live stream. I thank you, Father, that not that we won't just be hearers tonight of this word, but we'll be doers. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.